Welcome to Gospel Tangents, the best source for Mormon history, science, and theology. I'm Rick Bennett. The darkest chapter in the Mormon-Missouri War occurred when 17 Mormon men and boys were massacred at Hans Mill. Historian Stephen LeSueur is going to tell us more about that incident, and we'll find out more about Joseph's surrender to Missouri militia leaders. Check out our conversation. The way events had unfolded is even at by you know by the end uh, after you know Davies after especially after Davies County that those Missourians who had previously been on the Mormon side um, concluded that oh well the Mormons are in rebellion now we got to do something you know and that includes like General Donovan Alexander Donovan uh, David Atchison uh, uh, they. You know, they, they had concluded, yeah, the Mormons uh, are in rebellion, uh, General Parks, Hiram Parks, uh, as well as, as some others, such that, so by the end there, the Mormons had lost all of their friends. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, and so, because I don't, I don't want us to think that the story's over, because we still got Hans Mill coming up here um, just three days after the extermination order, right? Three or four? Uh, let's see. Um let me look, make sure, uh, three, on the 30th of October. Yeah. Extermination order on the 27th, uh, Hans Mill on the 30th of October. And that's just such a horrible thing. Um, and I know Alex Baugh said that if the extermination had gotten out, if the extermination order had gotten word out, that that could have prevented Hans Mill. Do you agree with that assessment? I would say so, yeah. Yeah, that, okay. that, yeah. obviously we don't know for sure, but, uh, but we... But we do know that, yeah, that that vigilantes were taking control, uh, and vigil, which is what vigil, vigilantes do, extra legal violence, when they feel like local government authorities don't have the means or the capability. And so the vigilantes, believing that the Mormons are in rebellion and are going to attack us, and that there there is no uh, state authority that's you know our our county authorities not you know isn't big enough to deal with this so we'll deal with it ourselves but uh once the state steps in with 2500 troops um okay problems you know problem solved they'll come out here they'll deal with the mormons i mean that, that i mean that is that is the logic that you would say of why maybe the the um livingston um troops would not have come you know would not have attacked hans mill if they had known that there were 2,500 troops coming out. Okay. And then can you just give just a brief description of what happened to Hans Mill? Well, let's, that, that, you know, the Mormons had a settlement there and, um, and it was uh, on the Eastern border of Caldwell County near Livingston County. And so there were um, some uh, fears, both by the Livingston County citizens and the Mormons uh, at Hans Mill of attack by the other, and uh, and so um, there had been uh, apparently they had signed a truce, or you know we won't attack, you know won't attack uh, each other. Um, but uh, situation was such that that the uh, it's you know Livingston County uh, people they were fearful, um, but I don't you know they obviously overly aggressive, and then they were also supplemented by citizens from Davies County who had been driven out. And so uh, some of the attackers on Hans Mill were uh, people from 
uh, Davies County, men from Davies County, who probably were looking for some revenge. And, uh, and so you had that going as well. Again, you know, we don't know, you know, I, you know, they never said, oh, we're looking for revenge, but I think it's a reasonable supposition. The, and, and at this point in time, and I, and I think, you know, you and Alex talked about this was, you know, Joseph Smith uh, was calling for the Mormons in the outlying settlements to come into the, the main town. So in Caldwell, come to far west where you'll be safe, you know, and in, in Davies County, they called for them to come into Adam on Diamond, you know, where you, where you'll be safe, where we have more people. And uh, Jacob Hahn, uh, you know, came into far west and uh, uh, he talked to, I think, a Captain Killen, Killian, and then, uh, and then Joseph. And uh, he really didn't get the answer he wanted, which was we should stick. Stay put. <laughs> stay put. Uh, um, and, uh, uh, but then, you know, Joseph, uh, now I'm, I'm going by memory, just said something effective. Well, you know, you know, you do what you want, but I'm telling you to stay here. And then, you know, he went back, Jacob Hahn. And, and according to one account, I read one of the uh, 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 men from Hahn's Mill said, you know, he said, yeah, he, you know, he came back and said, you know, Joseph, you know, said we could come back. But the way he, Han, uh, portrayed the message, it was as if, yeah, you can come back, but you would be cowards to do so. You know that. And so they stayed. And yeah. it's just, yeah. Um, one it's person. A sad thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, uh, yeah. And, 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 and the Livingston troops, of course, they, they had no reason to it attack. I mean, there was no threat from that village at all. And, and, uh, you know, pretty much wiped them out, you know, 17 killed and quite a number, uh, wounded as well, seriously. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a really sad story in Mormon history. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that for a long time it was, it was believed or was asserted by Mormons that well, they were just responding to the extermination order. Um, but, um, but the order had not reached uh, there then, and 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 they and they never gave that reason for doing it. That the those who did speak about it uh, um, argued that that you know we thought the Mormons were going to attack us, and so we attacked them first. Yeah. Whether yeah whether they really believed that or not, you know, again, uh, you know, we don't have any contrary evidence, but we do know they certainly had no reason to attack. They had no re They didn't. That wasn't going to occur. But maybe they were persuaded by the Davies citizens, uh, um, or maybe or other events. Do we have any uh, reaction by Boggs to the Hansville massacre? You know, that's a good question. Not that I recall, but I won't say no. He, um, uh, when somebody visited him, uh, a Mormon with some petitions, he said, you know, Boggs did express you know a lot of concern and and uh, about the conditions of the mormons but i think this was in far west but also the uh the mormon who recounted this didn't really believe he thought it didn't believe boggs he thought it was more of crocodile tears oh that's interesting but but you know that's but that's a good question i uh, um i don't know offhand whether boggs re uh responded uh or had a reaction to the the hans mill massacre you know that uh boggs did he contends that he called out, you know, so many troops, 2,500 was, was quite a, you know, that was a big force, but he, he did it. He, uh, he, he thought uh, uh, to essentially frighten the Mormons and just, you know, uh, overwhelm them 
and such that there would not be a lot of bloodshed as if, uh, as opposed to if the force had been smaller, you know, maybe the Mormons would have fought back and there would have been bloodshed. Yeah. You want to use overwhelming force like Colin Powell says, right? (laughs) (laughs) So at this point, uh, let's talk a little bit about, uh, what happened to Joseph. And I mean, he was basically arrested for treason, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, tell us more about that. Well, so after the after Joseph comes back to Far West, and and uh, you know, there's the Crooked River Battle and the extermination order, and the troops come out. Several men, uh, uh, Reed Peck and John Coral and some others volunteer to go talk to the um, uh, Missourians, find out what, you know, find out, all right, what's going on, you know, and eventually it ends up, there's five of them that, that go out representing the Mormons and they go and they meet with uh, General Lucas, who is in charge of the troops. And he's from Jackson County, by the way. And so uh, here's somebody not sympathetic to the Mormons. They're just going out to find out, you know, what's going on. You know, what, what, you know, what, what's, what are your orders here? And Lucas gives them four demands. He says, well, first of all, he says, you got to give up your arms. Second, you, you got to surrender, give up your arms. You've got you've to um, uh, surrender all of the people who were involved in the Crooked River battle because a Missourian was killed. And so, uh, these were state troops. And so, we're, you know, we're going to, you know, we, we want to prosecute these people and you got to give your leaders to be given up as well. And, uh, um, and, you, and, and, and then get ready to leave the state. And these five, and these five men, uh, the more, the Mormon men, well, oh, wait a second, you know, you know, we, you know, you can't make us give up our arms. You can't, you know, that, and he says, you've got, I, I think I should have looked this up before our discussion here, but I think he gave him, he's like, you've got 30 minutes. He says, to, to agree to this, he says, you know, if you need more time, then what you have to do is you have to give up these five men as hostages. And he names uh, Joseph Smith and, and, and Sidney Rigdon and uh, Hiram Smith and Lyman White and uh, somebody else. Uh, he says, you got to give these people up as hostages. So we, and, and, uh, um, and, and so, uh, while you make your decision, then at, at tomorrow, and then you have till tomorrow, and he says, if you want to fight, you get your hostages back, you know, we'll give you back Joseph Smith and you can fight. But otherwise, but, but you've got it, but you've got to do that now because I'm going to attack in 30 minutes. So these five commissioners uh, we call them, they were negotiators, whatever you want to call them. They didn't negotiate. You know, they, they were just given an ultimatum. It was, and there was Hinkle and W.W. Um, w. Phelps, John Coral, Reed Peck, and uh, uh, a man named Morrison. Uh, Arthur Morrison, I think was his name, were the five. So they run back and they've got to tell Joseph all of this stuff. By the way, it is Joseph in charge, by the way. You know, they've got to tell Joseph. All right. And, uh, um, and so they have, there's some discussion 
And based on, on what the discussion was, the Mormon leaders, they knew exactly what Lucas was asking for. That They were not betrayed. They were not tricked into going there. They knew what was at stake. The, the only thing that they didn't know that conflicts with what the, these, these five men later, when they talked about, you know, what happened and what Lucas talked about, the only difference was that, that apparently Joseph and, and uh, the others, they thought they would be able to go and negotiate with Lucas about these terms. And, and uh, um, that, that appears to be their, their uh, uh, what they thought. But in any case, they didn't have much time. Lucas was already, you know, while they're doing this discussion, Lucas was already setting up his cannons and his troops and lining them up. He was ready. He was going to attack. And so I'm sure these these commissioners, these these five men were saying, come on, you know, you got to, you know. So the five men go, you know, the, the hostages go out. And again, they knew they were hostages. People back in far west knew they were hostages, you know, that is to be released the next day if they wanted to fight. So they go out there. And Lucas, but Lucas doesn't negotiate with them. He just, you know, immediately, all right, you're my prisoners. You know, you go sit over there and, uh, and they don't get to talk to anybody. You know, um, they just get to sit there in the rain all night and listen to the Missourians howl. And, but the, but again, the Mormons knew what was going to happen because among the things they did is they went and they got all of the, they said, you know, go get the Crooked River boys. You know, all of those who fought at Crooked River, they've got to get out of town. And, and so that's what, you know, many of them did. And so you had uh, um, Charles Rich and, and others leave in the middle of the night, sneak out of town and uh, uh, get away. Why? Because they knew they were going to go on trial. So then the next day um, comes and, uh, and the hostages are given their choice. Do you want to fight or not fight? Well, they could see what was going on. You know, they could see all the troops, and so they decide to surrender. And uh, but it wasn't it wasn't George Hinkle who negotiated those terms or set those terms, and it, it wasn't him who said, you know, that you know we're not going to fight. It was it was Joseph, and uh, but it would, but the way things turned out, the Mormon hostages, Joseph and the others, thought they had been betrayed. That somehow. This is, you know, what Coral and Hinkle and the others had negotiated. But no, it was the terms were just dictated to them. And Hinkle and Coral, they had no more choice over what the terms were than Joseph did. And uh, but uh, Joseph saw the handwriting on the wall that they would they would, you know, far west and the Mormons would have been wiped out. <laughs> lots of deaths. And so he surrendered. OK. And this is what day do we know? This is in November, I believe. Let's see. It would have been uh, November 1st was the day of the surrender. Okay. Yeah. So October 31st was the day the troops showed up. And, and also, and the hostages went out and then overnight to the November 1st. And by the way, news of the Hans Mill massacre had reached the Mormons. Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Before they went, before they went out as hostages and, you know, which was sort of another indication of, we can't win this. Yeah. And, and so then it was, 
Uh, I can't remember if you and Alex talked about this, but then General Lucas uh, subsequently held a court martial mm-hmm. of the prisoners and and considering them, you know, military uh, leaders, uh, court martialed them and sentenced them to death. And then asked uh, General Donovan's uh, troops to carry out the sentence, and Donovan refused. Um, and one and a member of his troops, a Peter Burnett, also recounts this and and says that the the men in his, in in uh, uh, Donovan's brigade came to him and said, "We're behind you on this, you know, of marching off, you know, that that we're not going to do this." Lucas, by the way, then later denied that he ever. Uh, did such a thing. <laughs> well, I know that's in like Sunday school manuals where Alexander Donovan is, you know, lauded as a great hero for defending Joseph Smith's life um, in in that situation. And I'm trying to remember what they even quote what he said to to Lucas. You know, you you know this is illegal, and I will hold you responsible. <laughs> so, and uh, Lyman Lyman White tells an interesting story too. He says that that one of one of the uh, uh, soldiers, uh, officers came to him and said, and said something to the effect of, you know, listen, it's, it's, it's just Joseph. We want just Joseph Smith. He says, you know, if you'll, if you'll swear against him, you know, it, uh, um, you know, we'll let you go. And, uh, uh, and Lyman White says, you know, no way. He said, shoot and be damned. <laughs> Lyman White was quite a character. I, I need to get a good. Do you know any good biographies on Lyman White? Because I think he's just crazy guy. <laughs> but, but you know, here, and here's an, here's another thing too. Uh, well, you know, were were these people like Lyman White and uh, David Patton who who did this burning and plundering? You know, uh, were they zealots and extremists who who went beyond what Joseph intended? Well, one of them was a prophet. I mean, excuse me, an apostle. The other one, Lyman White, became an apostle. Uh, um, that you know that these these were not men that that uh, um, went against you know you know what Joseph wanted. Right. I'm I'm, all, I'm always curious why in the church we don't talk more about David Patton because he's kind of the first martyr of the cause, right? Yes. Yes. Is there any any insights on that? No, other than perhaps we don't know enough about it or, you know, know a lot about him because he did die sort of early on. And, and maybe we know more than, I know there is a biography of him. That's a good question. Or, you know, and all, but also, I, uh, I suppose if you're going to talk about him as the first martyr, you know, he died uh, attacking state troops, uh, uh, you know, and, and you know, thinking they were a mob. And uh, um, so in any case, it just sort of, ra- it, it, I don't know. It, it's a little little problematic, I guess. Yeah, it, 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 <laughs> it's more complex than just, uh, um, you know, they took him out and shot him. Right. And, and not to mention they were, uh, um, there, there were two others that were killed as well. Interesting. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with historian Stephen LaSware. In our next conversation, we'll talk about Joseph's escape from Liberty Jail. Or was it really an escape? And so it was while they were being transferred that the the sheriff in Davies apparently let them go.
If you'd like to hear the entire interview uncut, please subscribe to patreon.com slash gospeltangents for just $5 a month. Patreon is spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash gospeltangents. If you'd like to watch the entire video, you can subscribe at YouTube, Patreon, or on my website at gospeltangents.com and click the yellow subscribe button for just $8 a month. PDF transcripts are just $10 a month, and you can get those on patreon.com slash gospeltangents or on my website. I'll send those to you as soon as I've finished completing it. If you'd like to get a paperback and PDF, just subscribe for $20 a month at either Patreon or on my website. Individual paperbacks are available at amazon.com. Just do a search for Gospel Tangents interview, and you can find all of our past interviews there. Show your Gospel Tangents pride by purchasing a t-shirt on our website at gospeltangents.com shop. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts at tinyurl.com gospeltangents. You can get our latest updates by friending me at Facebook, or you can also follow our page at facebook.com gospeltangents. Become an insider and you can see the newest videos. Follow us on Twitter at gospeltangents. Click here to subscribe, here for a transcript, and over here we've got some of our great videos. Thanks again.